Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 95 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to the show, episode 95. I'm not sure when this is going out, so if it's already um, 2019, I hope you had a great new year, and I hope you're ready to really take on 2019 and make it a great year for yourself, and if it's not um, 2019 yet, and you're still in 2018, you're building up to it, uh, then I hope you have a great New Year's Eve, and you really enjoy yourself, Um, and always, always like to say to people, um, when it comes to setting goals for the new year, I know this will be new year, new me, which, you know, if it, if it finally sticks for you, that's awesome. But just as you go throughout 2019, really try to make um, make your your goals something that you reevaluate every three months, so quarterly. And remember, when you're trying to, if, it, if it's a health kick or if it's anything, it's not just about doing things through willpower, because you've only got so much willpower and it eventually will run out. Um, you know, doing things you don't like just because you're really just like struggling through them never lasts. Um and the same with health, you know, if you're going to go and start eating differently or want to make a big changes, coming from a place of, I want that, but I can't have it, never lasts. But if you come from a place of, I can have that, but I don't want it, that's very, very different, you know, becoming that healthy person or becoming the person you need to be. That's the difference, not just struggling through things, but becoming the person you need to be. That's a game changer. My little bit of advice for 2019, guys and girls. Uh, as always, head over to www.reviveyourself.co. We've got lots of articles all on health. Um, also got our shop there we've got lots of quality products from the Finchley Clinic Evolution Organics uh, Aries Tech for the uh, radiation and, and uh, EMF blockers as well and for you that guys and girls that can afford a whole um, house water filtration system and you haven't got one yet I'd highly recommend one you know this is this water you're, you're not just washing in it you're cooking your food in it you're brushing your teeth in it you're washing your clothes in it you know it's, it's something that impacts you on, on a daily basis and with all the toxins that go into our water supply it's very very important we've got different options on the site uh, at our shop for one two three and four bedroom houses uh, and over and also for hard and soft water so if you haven't got one i definitely would and if you can't afford one of them then i'd get a wellness carafe or i'd get a flower of life carafe from atrium purity um yeah, I'm also going to have some other products going on our site soon. We're going to have the infrared saunas. Um, very, very, I mean, anyone who can afford to get an infrared sauna, it's something that I would do every single day if I was you. Hugely important, you know. One of the ways that we can get rid of toxins is through our skin, and the infrared sauna allows us to get to deep, lying toxins that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, you can't get to anywhere else. Normal saunas are good, but the infrared sauna heats you rather than the room. That's why you can get to those deep, lying um, sauna um, toxins from that from that sauna. So, yeah, we're going to have them on there from Clear Spring. So that's all coming. Um, but, yeah. And, and as always, guys and girls, if you are struggling with a health issue and you'd love to overcome it and you haven't been able to do it so far and you're looking for help, the best way to get my help is to email me at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can book up a, a, a consultation to see if and how we can help you. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, as for today's show, it's a real 
Humdinger. It's with Dr. Jack Wolfson um, from www.doctorswolfson.com. Him and his wife are both there. Um, his wife's a chiropractor as well. Really love to get her on the show, uh, which we'll be setting up for the new year. But yeah, Jack has, uh, well, Dr. Walsh, I should say, has a book out at the moment called The Paleo Cardiologist. Um, it's a great book. Uh, Amazon, number, I think it's number one bestseller on Amazon. And, you know, we go into all the reasons why a normal cardiologist could be costing you your life could be killing you he says make some big claims on this show that I mean I know they're true but you know certain people listening if you're not familiar with, with our work and holistic health then you'll be like really um, how can normal cardiologists get things so wrong um, so we're going into a lot we're going into a lot of different topics and yeah as I said it's a fascinating episode so without further ado here is Dr. Wilson enjoy and I'll see you on the other side it's better if we go to audio but if you're, you hear me clear we can do that all good yeah, I know. I mean, uh, audio audio is certainly fine, right? I mean, yep. so you're gonna you're gonna release this on audio. Release it on audio. Just sometimes, just nice to say hello. Where we can bounce off each other with a, with a visual. I, yep. I, my audio is fine. I'm happy to do this. It's up to you. Um, if you if you're hearing me clear, we can just go like this. Um, sounds good to me. I'm ready to roll. Whenever you are, I'll shut down my video. And uh, how to go with Tom Levy? Really good, really good. Yeah, second time I've had him. Um, second time I've had him on. Um, so yeah, it was, we, we were talking about, um, today's one before it was, he was episode four, I think, or five of my podcast when we first come out a couple of years ago, uh, we talked about vitamin C then and vitamin C therapy, etc. And then today's one was all about his book, the toxic tooth and about root canals, um, and etc. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. Really good. Um, I just, cause I'm, I went to talk about this. I had a couple of other dentists on talked about it. But this watched the uh, movie as, as well. I don't know if you've seen the movie Root Calls, which has just come out. Yeah, we did see it a uh, a couple of months ago, and it is fantastic. And certainly, you know, Tom Levy, as a cardiologist, recognized that connection between the mouth and the heart early on, and it is a major factor. But it's it's very complicated because it's not just as easy as telling everybody, "Hey, just get all your root canal teeth removed." Um, I, I think fundamentally what we can use out of, out of the message is to tell people when, you know, to take care of their kids and to brush their freaking teeth and to get them on, on a low sugar diet, yeah. you know, and, and to keep them away from fluoride water. That's the message really. Cause you know, adult dental issues, right. You're going to tell someone to remove five root canal teeth and then are they going to get bridges? Are they going to get implants? Uh, what's, what's all the collateral damage, you know, who needs it, who doesn't need it, who needs their cavitations cleaned out, who doesn't, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's more, I think it's more for those people, like if you've got one or maybe those people that may need one or been told they may need one, it's like, well, here are your other options, you know, like this is, this is all like, if you have had them done, then yeah, as you said before, like, what can we do to boost your immune system? He was talking about thyroid. He, He was, he said, um, the number one cause of heart heart disease is root root canal procedure, and that's that's like a big statement. And and Dr. Thomas uh, Rue, obviously you saw it in the program, said you know ninety seven percent of his patients uh, with a root canal had breast cancer on that same site. I mean that's not correlation and cause. I mean that's like cause and effect. You know that ninety seven percent that's a huge 
That's me. He doesn't get much better than that, apart from the fact. Well, I mean, listen. With all with all due respect to that number, and mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying it's not true. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's it is unpublished data. Yeah, yeah. There's no you know peer reviewed scientific yeah, yeah. literature that that cites that. And once again, I I believe it probably is a very high number, and it may be that high. You know, but once again. Um, I think it's because uh, it was you know, in, in his patients, he said, not, not overall, it's in yeah, his patients that he's seen. Yeah. So it's sort of like he's just quoting what he's found. But, you know, I mean, you, cardio. I've had uh, Dr. Joel Kahn on as well. Have you, do you know Dr. Do you know Joel? Uh, Joel Kahn is a good friend of mine. Yeah, cool. I mean, I feel like, I feel like you two might sit on either side of the fence and say he's a vegan. I mean, lots of stuff um, we could agree on, but. Be, be yeah, you know, well, you know, Joel, Joel, and I both trained together um, in, you know, in metabolic cardiology under uh, Mark Houston, and uh, and this may be even something. We, why don't we save this for the uh, for the podcast? Let's yeah, do that. I'm, I'm already rolling, mate. You're already rolling. Yeah, that's what I love to do. I love to just go in with it, and <laughs> my guests are like, what? okay, fantastic. So you know, you know, there are you know, uh, he's a, uh, Joel Kahn is a vegan cardiologist. There's other vegan cardiologists that are out there. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of agreement amongst us as far as, hey, let's do things organically and mm-hmm. let's get sunshine and sleep and let's physical activity and get rid of the stress. So all these things that we all talk about together. But uh, obviously where we differ is that I'm a paleo guy and they're vegans. And to me, it's very, uh, very clear that evolution tells us that we're paleo eaters. We're hunter gatherer. Uh, diet people. We ate meat, we ate seafood, we ate nuts, seeds, eggs, avocados, coconuts, and variants thereof. We never had uh, wheat bread. We never had oatmeal. Uh, we never had, uh, you know, some, you know, the, the amount of corn and soy that the typical vegan eats. Every animal species on planet Earth has been a meat and or seafood eater. Um, every, every animal either eats other animals uh, or they eat insects. So the vegan is the only person really who is experimenting uh, with their health. And it's funny when people say paleo is fad. How can it be fad when we've been paleo for millions of years? To me, everything else is just a fad. Paleo is the answer. And it's the paleo nutrition. It's the paleo lifestyle. But, um, you know, uh, Dr. Khan and I agree on a lot of different things. Like I said, um, I, I will point out there's probably one other bone of contention between us two. Uh, and that is in the fact of, of recommending CT scans. So he recommends coronary calcium scans or, and screening scans to his patients. I don't. I'm very anti-radiation. I don't think the test helps. It only hurts. And it's, you know, radiation causes heart disease, cancer, brain disease, you name it, the exact things we're trying to prevent. So I would never order a test uh, like that. Yeah, I think I, I uh, fall with you on that one. And the other thing is he does recommend, this is not here to bash Joe Khan, because I, 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 there's lots of things that he says that are brilliant. I mean, him, him and Chris Kress had a great conversation on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but once again, I think like Chris, and once again, I, I, I on Chris's side, what I've seen. And, you know, I, I went vegan for six months. The first three, I felt good because my body just cleaned itself out. The next three, I felt terrible. And I deal with lots of very ill vegans, and I'm sure you do. But the other thing that Joel, two things that Joel um, uses and prom- promoted when he was talking was statins, and the other thing was soy. Two things I really am not a fan of, but we can get into that later. I, I want to talk to you about that, but you know, for sure. but um, but just for just people out there, um, Jack, as well, because I'm going to give you a little intro anyway before, but just just for your journey, you weren't. I mean, you you've got. This is it's funny because you you just said you and Joel studied. You you come up together. You studied together, correct? So you said. <sighs> 
Well, I mean, listen, you know, um, you know, Joel is, first of all, he's a friend of mine and, uh, um, you know, we train together through in metabolic cardiology through right. an organization called A4M. Right. So both of us were practicing cardiologists for right. many years, okay, okay. and we both found the holistic side, and that's where we trained in at uh, A4M. Okay, yeah, I was going to say it's it's amazing how people that train together can then still agree on so much, but then differ on so much as well. Which is, you know, it come it's 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 just the way that things go, you know. Um, but yeah, no. So so for you, you. You got into this, I mean, wasn't your wife quite a big influence on going the holistic journey? My wife was not only a big influencer, she was the influencer. So I'm a board certified cardiologist like my father before me. My father was a brilliant cardiologist in Chicago. He trained at the Cleveland Clinic and the University of Iowa, two very prestigious cardiology institutions. He was well-published, well-traveled, well-paid by pharmaceutical companies as well, mm -hmm. and he was super successful, and I just followed right in his footsteps, and sadly, in his mid-50s, he got sick. He started to become depressed, and we were dumbfounded, like, why is this guy depressed? He's got family. He's got friends. He's got financial success, um, uh, you know, just total career success. Everything is wonderful. Why is he depressed? Well, we take him to a psychiatrist and psychiatrist puts him on some meds and they don't work. And then his symptoms developed a little bit more into Parkinson's like symptoms with problems, chewing and swallowing and, and his face, uh, really without emotion, kind of, uh, difficulty walking classical Parkinson's features. Mm. And they try him on Parkinson's meds, they don't work. And then finally at the Mayo Clinic, they diagnose him with something called PSP or progressive supranuclear palsy. And they say at the Mayo Clinic, we have no idea why we have uh, no treatment for it and he'll be dead within a few years. And at that time, I met the woman who would change my life and that's my now wife, Dr. Heather Wolfson. And she is a doctor of chiropractic, as she says, doctor of cause. And she told me exactly why my father was sick. She said he didn't eat well and he drank too much alcohol and he took some pharmaceuticals and he worked in a toxic environment known as the hospital. He wasn't getting good sleep. And certainly in Chicago as a cardiologist, he wasn't getting adequate sunshine. And he was just living in this sickness lifestyle and that is what caused his demise. So here the Mayo Clinic has no idea, and then I meet this 20-something-year-old chiropractor, and she's got every answer why my father was sick. So I started to change, and well, so uh, first, yeah. of, first of all, was that hard for you to hear? Did you, did you have any pushback? Did you say, no, you're wrong, that this is my medical, my medical trainers told me this is rubbish, like you're a quack? Did that happen at all, or was it quite like, well, you know what, I might as well try something else because this isn't clearly working? Uh, you know what, Ryan, that, that is a great question because a lot of people, uh, well, a lot of cardiologists would run from someone who questions uh, the entire foundation of mainstream medicine. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would run from that because it is, uh, can you imagine someone tells you that, you know, all your medical education was built on sickness and you're in the wrong paradigm, that all you are is a glorified pharmacist? Uh, no insult directly to pharmacists, but pharmacists dispense drugs. I mean, that's what, uh, and that's what cardiologists you know do. It's just pushing drugs and pushing procedures. And here she comes and and starts saying all this information. Now, most cardiologists will run because it not only damages their their career as far as as far as 
uh, you know, all the effort and everything they've done, but it also, you know, your, your revenue stream is based on this faulty premise. So if you're going to give that up, wow, you got to have some serious cojones to do so. Mm-hmm. And I listened to her because I saw how sick my father was. I saw how sick pe- people are and society is. And here, and, 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 I started to, uh, you know, I, I paid attention. I also paid attention because if you've ever seen pictures of my wife, she's totally smoking hot. So the <laughs> the vehicle of Jeez. what the message was was coming in was was very uh, enjoyable. But that being said, in all honesty, you know, it's um, it is uh, I accepted it very quickly because it just the light bulb went off in my head. I was suddenly out of the matrix. And I was into the into reality, and I've never looked back. Yeah, I mean, you look healthy yourself. Hey, did you get did you get healthier? Did you notice yourself feeling better by applying the principles? Well, you know what, Ryan, the the and I get asked that very often. I get asked, "Do I feel better in this lifestyle?" I would definitely say I do. But you know what? When I met my wife, I was thirty four years old. Okay. And I felt pretty good at that time. It was, you know, I didn't have any issues with energy, uh, or, or, you know, chronic disease, you know, elevated blood sugar, blood, you know, or, you know, blood pressure or anything like that. I felt pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, the answer is, is that people will feel dramatically better if they are sick when they follow the things that I talk about and the things I talk about in my book, Amazon bestseller, the paleo cardiologist, uh, but it's also about prevention. I don't want to become my father. So my yeah, father felt really say, good. Yeah. When, yeah, my father felt really good when he was 35. Uh, and if we would have given him this information when he was 35, it's all to me, it's all about prevention for, you know, is, is where I'm using this information. Yeah, no, I was going to say that, you know, with like, obviously epigenetics telling us, I mean, you've got the genes in there possibly to, to have the same um, same diseases as your father, but, you know, if you live a certain way, you'll never express them. So, I mean, it's just a good uh, prevention is better than cure, right? But um, no, Yeah, well, that, you know, Ryan, if I can, I just want to address that genes issue, you know, real, real fast mm-hmm. in that I don't believe in the genetic hypothesis. When I was in medical school in the mid-90s, it was all about the human genome project, and we're going to learn about all the different you know genes that cause X, Y, and Z. It turns out, after all those years and billions and billions spent, it's not about the genes. Like you said, it's all about epigenetics. It's how the environment affects our genes. We are not genetically designed to have disease. We are genetically designed to be healthy. And listen to us. We can walk and talk and run, and we can eat and drink, and we can love, and we can make new babies. You know, we can do some pretty amazing things. Where do faulty genetics come into that? Where does it, where does the heart attack gene or the stroke gene come into that? The answer is they don't. Yeah, no, I always say to sort of it's said quite a lot on the uh, on the show as well, it's like you you don't see a rattlesnake having like Crohn's disease or an alligator with PCOS, you know. This is these are all things that modern lifestyle issues that we've done ourselves through this uh, say your genes load the gun but your lifestyle pulls the trigger and hundred uh, percent I agree with you, you know, that there's people living healthy and, and you know, it's great to hear that's why I love getting people like yourself on the show, cardiologists with medical background coming out and saying, Look, this this is the, the holistic lifestyle taking care of your diet and your lifestyle it's it's huge and you know i mean that was your journey as well to meet your wife who's i mean a chiropractor for example they look at the whole body and they're all about health and i'm sure your wife's got um probably had more background in nutrition and wellness than than most mds correct 
Oh, no, I mean, listen, it's, it's very well known. Harvard Medical School has published this, that the lack of nutrition, the lack of, of fundamental causation that is taught in medical school is, is very well known. We don't get nutrition training. We don't get lifestyle training about the importance of, once again, sleep and getting the stress out and getting sunshine uh, and, and physical activity even. We don't even get that you know, as well. So, yeah, medical training is all about pills and surgeries. Uh, and uh, medical training is just garbage. So I, I'm very well known to be up on stage to tell people to find a holistic doctor and your best re resource there is always gonna be the chiropractor and you're finding a functional chiropractor that not only adjusts but also talks about the um, health and wellness lifestyle and they're out and they're all over. I did wanna add one more kind of story that I like to tell from the stage and I like to tell from my patients, to my patients about about whether it's genetics or not. So if we remember the movie with Tom Hanks called Castaway, mm -hmm. and, and Castaway, Tom Hanks winds up on the remote island, and he's by himself, if you remember the movie, or I don't know if you've seen it, but with the volleyball, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson, yeah. Wilson. So he's on, he's, on the, he's on the island with the volleyball, Wilson. If we all lived on that island, and we went to sleep with the sundown, awoke with the sunrise, we were in and out of the sun all day, it was a chemical pollution-free environment. It was an environment where you would eat coconuts and fish and vegetables. If we all lived on that island, we would never get sick. We would live until we're 130 and then not wake up one day. That's exact or, or longer. That is how we would live. I've got no doubt about it. So what I teach people is to find that island as much as possible. Yeah, 100%. And that's like within the modern world, doing the things that you can, to, you know, to promote health. You know, look, we've got people, this is one of the things that a lot of the doctors, are, you see in the mainstream quite a lot, saying, oh, detoxification, cleansing is all rubbish, the body cleanses itself, etc." And it's like, yeah, it does, 100%. But we're not in 1940 anymore, we're in 2018, and we've got an abundance of industrial chemicals, like electromagnetic frequencies coming in, uh, food's not as high quality as it was before, the water supply, there's a million and one things that people are doing, you know. And so that's why we have to as much as we can um you know as um i think it was actually thomas Levy said before in my last show not even this one i think he said um one of his mentors said you know you can't dry off when you're still in the shower and i think that's uh, that just put, puts it in such perspective you know you need to get yourself try to remove them as much as the toxins and and well, health um disastrous foods as possible coming in and, and then we can go from there um and 100 percent agree with you about the island well, it's hard to get in healthy in the same environment where you got sick. Yeah. And that's kind of my analogy that I tell people is that, you know, if you are sick, you've got to do some radical changes. And the more radical changes you make, the better off your health is going to be. So whether it's leaving your house or leaving your city and, and leaving your job, leaving your old diet behind, leaving your, leave, you know, leaving your old lifestyle behind, the more we do that, the better off our health is going to be for sure yeah 100 percent. and now you what you touched on there because i've got a few i want to get into here but like you touched on before you know your dad was your dad was um a normal cardiologist but he was in the medical profession and, and you went on trips and, and i think i saw you talking to um health ranger um about it and saying that like you know you went on these paid trips and you know this, you had sort of perks etc and it's hard for people i've had um 
Jessica Petros on and saying that when she gave up her 400 grand a year or K a year, a year job and when she went into this, you know, almost a quarter. I mean, was that hard for you? I mean, you're not getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies. Like a lot of lot of people do. Was it was it hard to, to, to give away, give all that up? Well, as far as as far as uh, the the payola from Pharm, you know, pharmaceutical companies that has somewhat diminished compared to my father's day. So I told the story of when we were when I was in high school mm-hmm. and we went on a trip to Hawaii and we all flew on the plane. We stayed in the hotel. We ate all the meals, all the things that we did, all the trips and excursions. And my father spoke for one hour, courtesy of Mark Merck Pharmaceuticals. So. Uh, you know, th- those th- those days are certainly less. You know, th- those are gone uh, compared to what there is now. But now there's still is there's lunches, there's dinners, there's dinner programs, all those things that the pharmaceutical companies and reps uh, do to entice us. Pharmaceutical companies don't develop drugs. Pharmaceutical companies are marketing companies. They are there. They take the drugs from the universities from around the world and then they market them. That's all they do is that they're marketing companies and they're very good at that. Um, but uh, you know. I left my job. When I left my job, it was a seven-figure-a-year salary. I was making a million dollars a year as a senior partner with the largest group in the state of Arizona. So I gave all that up. And that's, once again, like I talked about before, it's very difficult to give that up because, I mean, that's major money. Most people wouldn't even think about letting the truth in because the truth will end the salary of what you're, if you're going to act on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ryan, for me, it was all about my children and my wife and kind of, you know, a little cliche, but, you know, when you're laying on your deathbed and you're thinking about what you did in your life, you know, did, oh, I stayed on the, on the job that I, that I hated. And I, you know, I, I danced with the devil, uh, but I, I did it for the money and I did it to make sure that, you know, every year you get a lot of Christmas presents. So uh, I, I never wanted to be that guy. I'm never going to be that guy. I left that practice in 2012. And like I said before, I've never looked back. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's great that people like yourself doing it because, you know, it gives also it lets other people coming through that agree with you who are in the business, who are doing in that job, in that in that sort of arena, surrounded by other people, um, have the confidence to go and maybe follow your path and say, look, I 100% agree with what Dr. Wilson's doing and even Joel Kahn in certain areas and, and Levy, etc. And it gives them the confidence to go and say, look, you can be successful, and people do. And it, you know, this health movement is coming out. Now, I'm just wondering, do you get any sort of um, sort of criticism from other cardiologists that are still in the medical industry? You know, I, when you talked to Mike Adams uh, before, I remember you you were saying that that these cardiologists are basically killing millions of people, and, and literally, if they had gave their clients better advice, they could save a lot of these deaths. Have you had any kickback, any criticism from things like that? Well, you know, obviously mainstream cardiology is going to be against my message. You know, just from the top on down, the, the governing bodies of cardiologists, the American College of Cardiology, they are all funded heavily by the pharmaceutical industry. So the mainstream organizations will be against any of this health and wellness message. Uh, the hospitals love sick people, so they're against the message. The cardiologists love sick people, so they're against the message. Uh, nobody wants to teach about health and wellness, so a lot of these people are against me. I tried to teach my 40 partners in my old group, uh, and the vast majority had no interest whatsoever. Now, it's interesting that the managing partner said, you know what, Jack, I love the things that you're saying. I agree with so much of what you're saying, but 
it's bad for business. So you got to stand down. You can't talk like that as part of this practice. So that was, you know, quite obvious. It was the writing was on the wall that I had to leave the group in 2012. And, uh, you know, but the reality is, is that the revolution is on. And so these people that are, we're going to leave them in the dust. We're going to leave them in the dust. Uh, and, and we're going to teach the world the, the right way to live and to prevent heart disease. That's why I became a doctor was to do good by people and good by society. And, you know, if other people are detracting from what I have to say, uh, you know, so be it. But I do have blog posts out there that statin drugs are killing millions, just like you said, Ryan. And they're killing millions because it is a false sense of complacency. People think, and I used to think the same way and tell people the same way, you can eat whatever you want. You can live however you want. Just take your statin drug and your aspirin and your blood pressure drugs and your diabetes drugs. And I was, for lack of a better word, I was an idiot. I was a fool. I was brainwashed into that system. And the reality is, is that statin drugs at best case scenario in certain populations lower the risk of heart attack from 6% down to 4.5%. Well, that still means that we fail the 4.5% of the people. And I don't want to fail those 4.5%. So that 4.5% adds up to millions of people. And therefore, statins are killing millions because it's the false sense of health. And you're not healthy if you're on a drug. Yeah, I want to get into statins and just what they do, but just just quickly, like me being I'm a health coach, you know, meet you you're you're on medical school. I'm sure you're much cleverer than me, but let's let's just let's just go into from a from a layman's point of view. Your body raises its blood pressure. Um, okay, uh, just just uh, just say raises its blood pressure, and so they give you these drugs to lower your blood pressure and put you within a healthy range. Okay, first of all. Surely I wear a size 10 and you might wear a size 8 shoe. Surely we've all got different healthy ranges, depending on what. And also, if your body's raised your blood pressure, surely it's raised it for a reason because it needs that pressure to be up so it can pump the blood and nutrients all around the body because other things are happening that, that, have, that have meant that it needs to do that. So just by lowering it with a chemical, surely that just means the body's going to have to fight harder to then try to raise it again. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Well, the question is exactly why does blood pressure go up and is it a physiologic response to sickness, like you said, for the heart uh, and the vasculature are trying to increase uh, perfusion of certain organs? I think that may be a small part of it, and there's really not any scientific evidence of that that I'm aware of. I think the reality is that the, the body has a delicate balancing mechanism. It's producing factors that can increase blood pressure. And then there's also factors that help to lower blood pressure. And these should be in a very delicate balance. And therefore our blood pressure is normal. And yeah, and one person may be 110 over 70, the next person it may be 118 over 76, whatever those numbers may be. But the problem is, is that we are no longer giving the body the things it needs to balance the blood pressure. So our body is producing all these factors that raise blood pressure, but we're not giving it the things that help lower blood pressure, like sunshine, like sleep, like getting stress out of our lives, like spices, you know, the, the spice industry, uh, you know, rosemary, thyme, oregano, cumin, turmeric, 
uh, uh, bay leaves, marjoram, celery seed, all these things are natural blood pressure reducing molecules. And this is all in the literature and I've got all that on my website, top 10 spices for heart health and other top 10 spices for heart health. Uh, it, it, it's all in the literature, it's just the cardiologists aren't teaching it. So the human body is not deficient in blood pressure drugs, but it's certainly deficient in sunshine, sleep, uh, stress reduction and and spices. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um... I give my dad because he had it and other clients so celery juice I'm a big fan of as well um, lemon beetroot uh, I think you said beetroot didn't you yeah beetroot for reducing the blood pressure um, but it's just when it's like the funny thing is these things may or may not um, sort of acutely lower blood pressure but what they, what they're doing instead is you're giving the body nutrients uh, healthy nutrients that allow it to be healthy which therefore lowers blood pressure because the body's finding its equilibrium again you know you're not putting in processed garbage high sugar uh, refined foods and you know uh, and uh, yeah it's just 100 percent. it's awesome to hear cardos talk like that rather than saying stay let's just for people out there um uh, Dr. Wolfson, statin drugs. What what are they doing? They're a cholesterol lowering drug, correct? What are they, that's, is that all they do? Just lower the cholesterol in the body? Yeah, statin drugs are a pharmaceutical class, and of course, that's things like Crestor, Zocor, Lipitor, and then generically, it'll end in statin, so atorvastatin, rosuvastatin, simvastatin, and on and on. And Cholesterol has been deemed to be dangerous, uh, falsely accused uh, since the 1950s and 60s. And nonetheless, of course, the pharmaceutical companies capitalize on that. And there were some early drugs and then the statin drugs came out. And the first one of which was uh, lovastatin developed by Merck Pharmaceuticals. And my father was certainly in that heyday period of the a brand name was called Mevacor, but what the statin drug is designed to do uh, originally was to lower cholesterol levels. But there are other what are called pleiotrophic effects of statin drugs that may be involved in plaque stabilization and lower inflammation and uh, promote antiplatelet activity. There's a lot of things that statin drugs can do, but quite simply, heart attacks and coronary disease are not because we are deficient in statin drugs. Our bodies are reacting to its environment. And if we go to a healthy environment, we certainly don't need statin drugs. And statin drugs are riddled with side effects, uh, liver, muscle, uh, kidney, brain. I've seen this and it's all over the medical literature. And then in addition, you know, some of these things that when you block the, the enzyme, the HMG-CoA reductase enzyme of which statins do, well, the downstream effects are lower cholesterol because cholesterol is, is blocked, but also CoQ10 production is blocked and something called dolacol is blocked and dolacol resides in the brain. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, in the substantia nigra, which is linked to Parkinson's symptoms, which is my father took Lipitor. So all these dots are pretty easy to connect in the literature. You're not going to hear this from your mainstream doctor. They're just going to say, oh, I take a statin drug. Go ahead and take it too. Uh, but it is a major, major mistake. There's other things that are blocked from uh, statin drugs. Uh, Prenylated proteins are blocked. Um, uh, you know, and plenty of other things. And also things that we don't even, you know, understand uh, yet. Uh, that are blocked uh, as well. No, I mean they're trying. I think at one point they were even trying to put it in this drinking water, like fluoride, weren't they? Statins. Well, you know, clearly 
clearly you can make the extrapolation that uh, pharmaceutical companies would love to put it in the drinking water. And uh, no, I mean, I, I was around when, when I, I made those comments as well. I was, you know, once again, I was ignorant to the reality. I was in the wrong uh, paradigm and telling people to, to add, add statin drugs to the drinking water. Yeah, it would just be an absolute fallacy. Now, now what's, what's interesting is that there's been reports that society in general, their cholesterol levels are dropping. And I can only think of one reason why. And it's because statins are in the drinking water because millions and millions of people are, are taking statin drugs. And then they urinate it and it goes down in the toilet and it goes into the water system and it goes into the, you know, the groundwater. And yeah, now everybody's taking a statin drug. Yeah, that's the same, I suppose. With that's why I always say I I I don't know if you do as well. I sell these whole whole house water filtration systems because I mean it's not just that. And there's any other drug that people put down the toilet, bleach, and whatever everyone else is putting down. They all end up in drinking water. And yeah, as you say, it's just it's coming in. And not only are you drinking it, you're cooking your food in it, you're showering it, you're brushing your teeth in it. You, you can't get away from it. So you know, having clean water is. It, well, it's vital um, for it coming in. You don't know. But the other thing, putting drugs like fluoride and statins in these, what it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not even the correct dose for anyone. It's just mass dosing, everyone getting the same. It's, it's, it's madness. I just don't understand how it's even legal. To, it's just mental um, to talk about it, you know. Um, and the other thing with, with, with statin being a cholesterol-lowering drug, we know like from studies that people with the highest cholesterol live the longest. Um, it's also a precursor to, you know, every sex woman in the body. It's vital for our for our health. You know, cholesterol is a pretty important, pretty important part of uh, our makeup. Correct. Well, like you said, you know, the body makes cholesterol for a reason. Every animal on planet Earth makes cholesterol for a reason. A chicken's egg contains cholesterol for a reason because that's how you will bring a chicken to life. You cannot bring a chicken to life eating oatmeal. So cholesterol-rich foods are very, very important. Mother's milk, uh, breast milk, mammal milk. Highest cholesterol for the Earth, isn't it? Highest cholesterol for the Earth. Yeah, it's got high cholesterol and it's got... Uh, a lot of saturated fat, two things that the dummies tell us are, are bad for us. Uh, and obviously they are extremely wrong. Cholesterol, as you said, is for our digestion, is for our sex hormones. When the sun hits cholesterol in the skin, it turns it into vitamin D. When the uh, all cells are encased in what's known as the cell membrane or the fence that keeps things inside the cell that belong and keeps things outside of the cell that don't belong. And that fence is made up of cholesterol. In addition, the cholesterol that is in the cell membrane is responsible for the cells being able to breathe. So get this, Ryan, the cholesterol in the cell membrane allows carbon dioxide, the waste product from cellular mitochondrial respiration. Carbon dioxide leaves the cell through a cholesterol raft. And if you diminish the amount of cholesterol in the cellular raft, you're done. Your, your cells will become acidotic and the cells will die and nothing will function inside of that acidic environment. And there is evidence that statin drugs decrease the brain cell cholesterol in the cell membrane. This is very, very important information that not many people are talking about, and that is late-breaking uh, research as of 2018. 
Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Doctor Caldwell even said years ago, it's like you know, statin drugs. They say it's just cholesterol and drugs. Your brain's like ninety eight percent cholesterol. I don't know if it's ninety eight percent, but it's, it's up there. It's like brain shrinking. And talking about how cholesterol, you know, on burn walls, they give people lots of eggs, as you said, because they're high in cholesterol, and cholesterol builds builds. Um, builds the body back up it builds the skin it's it's phenomenal for the immune system it it's it's huge and you're saying there that's that's huge if it can carry toxins out of cells i mean it's, it's such it seems such a it's mate it's 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 almost like um it's almost like they are getting this all wrong on purpose i don't know well, I mean, I mean, listen, obviously, the world uh, history is full of some evil people that yeah. are driven solely by money and power and greed. So to say that the pharmaceutical companies are any different would obviously be a mistake. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's it, it, there. Once again, there are people that uh, they you know, the sickness system that starts from, you know, when we're in our mother's womb to the day we die. They want a captive audience. They don't want you to die. They just want you to be sick. Uh, for a long time, cradled, cradle to grave. Yeah, they got drugs prescribed, cradle to dra- grave. And as you said, as you said about your your former partners in your clinic, you know, they said, "Look, I agree with everything you say, but it's bad for business." It's like, well, that's exactly the same as the five food companies that are, uh, produce ninety percent of the food. They're pillaging and raping the soil and the earth, but they don't want to stop because that's their profit margin. It's at well, what point do you realize that if you don't stop? you're going to destroy the same, well, you destroy your family's lives as well. So we're under the same umbrella, you know, you're not, you're not immune from this. Um, and um, and so I heard you talking with Mike uh, Adams about it as well. And I heard Chris Cresser talking, you know, the biggest threat to our economy is actually chronic disease. I think it was um, chronic disease would generate like $47 trillion uh, in healthcare costs globally by 2030. Uh, if the epidemic's unchecked, and um, that's more than the annual GPD of the six largest econo- economies in the world, you know, it's, it's just like we cannot. If it goes into that, you know, we're for what of a bet. Well, yeah, we're fucked. Put it that way. Like that's going to completely destroy our economy, uh, and and yours, you know. So these are things that people like yourself and everyone else in the holistic health world. We need to get this message out because I don't think people understand how much it's going to affect their lives. Well, I obviously there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to who should pay for health care. Should it be a universal mandate where the government covers health care? Is it something where we go to the other extreme and say, let's just abolish all insurance companies. Let's just make it 100 percent cash for for whatever's necessary, just like anything else in life. If you want to hire an attorney, if you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a house. Uh, if you want to buy clothing, you know, it is it is all, uh, you know, fee for service. It's all cash based economy. Just, it just, is before, just, 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 just before you go there, one second, because I 100 percent want you to carry on with that. I just want to say, wouldn't that as well, wouldn't that as well, if you're paying out of your own pocket, mean that people search for the best people with the best results rather than just going to people because it's for free? Ryan, that is the only solution. You have to put the responsibility back into the hands of the consumer. So, with, for example, with a health savings account, you can obviously put money away and then you can use it on whatever medical services you want and you pay a low monthly premium. But it, it puts the impetus on the person to want to remain healthy and to not develop diabetes and therefore take drugs or not develop you know, a heart attack or cancer or whatever it may be to get into their system. Because when you talk about all these numbers, you know, 40 
seven trillion dollars. You know, that's all that's all government debt. That's all funny money. Uh, the reality is, is that it is the government and the insurance industry that has destroyed health. Because like you said, if you're, if you're, if you're a 60 year old person and you got this Cadillac health plan, what do you care what's spent? If you're a Medicare person, what do you care what's spent? It all comes out of the government. Well, the government is the taxpayer and that becomes debt for our children and children's children. And, you know, and, and the reality is if you, if we educate everybody to take their health back into their own hands and also once again provide financial incentives to stay healthy that's really going to be where the change happens yeah 100 percent. i mean didn't you i think you mentioned a, a new drug that's come to the market as well like, like it was um pcs k9 at fifteen thousand a year it's going to cost people to have that but see, that's the you know that's the thing is that yeah, there is a, a cholesterol lowering drug that dramatically lowers numbers down. It doesn't save any lives, according to the New England Journal of Medicine article in the spring of 2017, one of the biggest medical journals in the world. So for fifteen thousand dollars a year, it's not saving any lives. So who's going to pay for that? Well, I guess if you're on Medicare and Medicare you know pays for it, you're like yeah, all right, who cares? Uh, if you've got some Cadillac insurance plan, you're like yeah, okay, they'll they'll figure it out. But no person in their right mind uh, is going to pay for $15,000 a year for a pharmaceutical. But, you know, that, that's just especially when it's not saving any lives. So uh, it's, it's just insanity how, uh, how, how this happens and how pharmaceutical companies can charge that kind of money, how people will, will allow their insurance. But that's who's paying for it. It's, it's the taxpayer. It's not the, the individual Medicare person. Yeah, fundamentally, the, um, the model was broken. Um, same here with the NHS, like. Always say when it comes to car crashing and put people back together like that, phenomenal. But when it comes to chronic illness, you know, it, people go to them, go to them, go to them. Eventually, they get put on drugs, then they get put on more drugs. They get put on a higher dose, then they get to change drugs and put on more drugs. And then eventually, they come and see someone like myself or you because it hasn't worked, and that could be years down the line. That's I know that was my story. That's why I got into it. And uh, you know, it's just it's it's just fundamentally broken at that level. But people go there because one, people see doctors as rock stars. Um, can, like they're just doing medical industry have been told for years i mean in america i know it's even worse having been over there many times the adverts that are on tv are just you know people will probably assume that they can't be healthy without drugs <laughs> the amount of adverts you've got over there and and you know people people um start to feel that feel like it's it's normal to have an illness or a, or a disease it's not not normal it's just common um and people just um they can go to the nhs over here because it's free um and i know people have like health insurance over where you are but you know i think people need to start looking at it a different way and start saying well who gets the best results or like rather than you know it's i mean it's, it's what you got put i suppose what's what you value but when you haven't got your health you haven't really got anything no, that's most certainly true. Like you said, you know, modern medicine, 21st century medicine is fantastic for trauma situations, but for prevention, they have nothing. You know, you, Ryan, know 10 times more about prevention than you know, the vast majority of medical doctors. So I think better you know, people, are, if they're looking for health and they're looking for wellness, they're much better in your hands than, than their average medical doctor. Yeah, but better in your hands. You know, just, 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 uh, just, just quick, because I wanted to talk about the difference between First of all, just just to, about, just, just to finish on cholesterol, a bit, bit of a jump about, but just the people out there, because people always talk about HDL and LDL cholesterol. Um, what Are they actually cholesterol, first of all? And what's the difference? And does it really matter if one's raised and one's lowered? 
Well, you know, the, the body uh, makes LDL cholesterol to distribute uh, things around the body. So if we think of the LDL as a bus and the passengers on the bus that are being carried around the body are things like cholesterol and triglycerides for energy and fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, K are on that bus, CoQ10 is on that bus, other things called phospholipids for cell membrane integrity are on that bus. There's a lot of things that are on that bus. The LDL is very anti-inflammatory, it's an antioxidant, it's an immune uh, regulator, a lot of things the LDL does and that's why the liver makes it and that's why uh, all mammals on planet Earth make LDL. It is there for a reason, it is not the bad. Now it can be damaged, it can be what's known as oxidized, so therefore it becomes dangerous, but then we want to lower our oxidized LDL, but LDL has a purpose. HDL also has a purpose, so HDL is also produced in the liver and travels around the body as, once again, part of the immune system, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, helps regulate blood sugar, does some, uh, helps regulate blood pressure for that matter. HDL does some wonderful things, including reverse cholesterol transport. So HDL travels around the body, goes to coronary plaque or areas where cholesterol is no longer in need, puts cholesterol back onto the HDL bus and brings it back to the liver for reprocessing. So once again, there's a delicate balance uh, that the body needs of LDL and HDL. Everybody's numbers are, are different. You know, your perfect number is different from mine. And if we li live the right lifestyle, eat the right foods, get the sunshine, get the sleep, all the things we talk about, we will find the perfect cholesterol and LDL and HDL in each and every one of us. Yeah, so there's no reason to demonize one or the other. Correct. Perfect. And just for people out there as well, because I want to go into your consults and how you work with people as well compared to a, a traditional uh, cardiologist. You know, I want to get into that. But just for people out there that, um, you know, erectile dysfunction is, has, has been hugely linked to heart, heart um, disease and heart issues. What other, what other things um, do you see or symptoms would you say to people, look, well, this is sort of, this, well, this is, we know this has been linked to heart disease. We should really start uh, looking, at, looking at your overall health. Well, I think once again, if you're overweight, you're automatically not healthy. Mm -hmm. But if you are of normal weight, you don't, you don't know what's going on inside. And the only way to really determine what's going on inside uh, is, is by blood work. And by, by testing the blood, looking for markers of inflammation, oxidative stress, looking for abnormal lipids, looking at vitamin D, uh, looking at... Uh, uh, omega-3 levels, looking at homocysteine. There's a lot of different things we can look at, you know, gut permeability, and that's how we can really determine what someone's health status is. But I think, you know, once again, even if you don't have one dime for anything that we're talking about, in many societies around the world, there's plenty of sunshine and, oh, by the way, it's free. And if you go to sleep with the sun down and awake you know, before the sunrise, that's healthy and that's free. Uh, physical activity, going, going outside for a walk and, and a bike ride uh, or a swim or a jog or a hike or starting a garden. Come on, what kind of cost is there to that? So there's, there's really, you know, uh, you know kind of to, to be in the 21st century, this is hashtag no excuses. Mm. There's no more excuses here to, to why we can't live the health and wellness lifestyle. There, there's, there's all the strategies to do it. Yeah, 100%. And it's a, it's a thing where... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's taking your sponsor, taking your health into your own hands, and <clears throat> just just for people out there with the erectile dysfunction. I mean, this is the other thing as well. You know, fifty percent of, of of heart attacks are 
symptom free people go out and just don't come back this is why it's, it's so like getting getting your health correct you know people don't know heart disease cancer obviously but heart disease is one of the highest killers people just go out and they don't come back so with erectile dysfunction first of all um not to awesome how why how is that linked to heart disease and also if you know people get in this erectile dysfunction they then go and see the doctor who gives them viagra couldn't that increase the risk of having a heart a heart is it a heart a heart attack well i can't say that viagra increases heart attack risk okay. uh, viagra is built and was designed as a blood pressure drug and mm-hmm. then they discovered that very interesting side effect about increased erectile function mm-hmm. because what viagra does is increases nitric oxide and of course most people are deficient in nitric oxide because they're not eating the nitric oxide producing foods uh, they're not getting the amino acids that help to build nitric oxide So therefore, nitric oxide levels are low. And in fact, I test nitric oxide levels in my office. And people are not deficient, once again, in Viagra. They're deficient in nitric oxide. Mm -hmm. Now, is erectile dysfunction linked to cardiovascular disease? Sure. You know, it's just these are all just sick behaviors or signs of sickness. So whether it's chest pain or heart blockages or low libido or erectile dysfunction uh, or or fatigue or sleeplessness or eczema on the skin, uh, you know, constipation, cancer, these are all manifestations of the root cause. And the root cause, you know, once again, is we've talked about, you know, it's the sleep, it's the sun, it's the food. Uh, I know obviously you've done podcasts about, about dental health and wellness. So it's poor dentition, lack of physical activity. To me, it's vertebral subluxations and lack of chiropractic care. So there's a lot of different things that are causative. And if we remove the cause, then we have the cure. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's, it's basically... Once again, you say it's, it's, it's that prevention rather than cure as well, you know. It's going down that route, which a lot of people, a lot of people, um, it's, it's, it's trying to get that message out, which is awesome. So, so, so in, your, in your clinic, someone comes to see you, compared to a normal, or when you were practicing um, traditional cardiology, you should say, rather than a holistic, holistic version, what, what would, what would um, your consultation look like then, or what would a traditional consultation look like as a cardiologist, and what does your consultation look like now? Well, conventional cardiology is typically a 10 or 15 minute office visit and and the cardiologist is busy uh, trying to complete the notes that they are tasked uh, to do uh, from, uh, you know, from governing bodies, uh, you know, Medicare, et cetera, making sure that we're documenting everything. And we're just trying to race through that. We're trying to identify what the person's problem is and then figure out how we can finish the note and get that person out of the room as fast as possible and then on to the next patient. And in between, we are trying to figure out what kind of tests we can order on them so we can make plenty of money. So we figure out, well, let's order a stress test. Let's order uh, a, uh, an echocardiogram. Let's order ultrasounds. It is so financially driven, it's sick. And I've been in part of every meeting where that's gone on. And whatever you think is your doomsday worst case scenario with, with these money grabbers, it's all totally true. I was all part of it. And... Um, now, obviously, it's totally different. Now I spend 75 minutes, you know, 90 minutes, hour and a half with my initial consultation. We do 45-minute follow-ups with people. We do extensive lab testing. We really have a whole educational process. I've got a nurse practitioner. I've got health coaches. I've got nutritionists that that you know that work for us. I've got psychology social workers that work with us. We got a whole team around us to really provide people with a comprehensive strategy to stay healthy uh, in the 21st century world. We've got the the best of the best uh, evidence-based supplements. So really a whole plan on total body health and wellness to not only prevent and treat heart disease, but to prevent and treat everything else. 
Awesome. And what sort of results are you seeing? We're seeing tremendous results. My practice is absolutely booming. People are loving it. I've got all the online reviews. Uh, people want health. They, they, they don't want sickness. Uh, it, most people, when given the choice, of course, they will choose to avoid pharmaceuticals. Uh, but once again, it's getting people over that brainwashing period from the traditional MD and it's teaching them, you know, these other lifestyle strategies. And that's what my book is about and the website's about. And what, what you know, some of the other people like yourself in this podcast, my podcast is called The Healthy Heart Show. And on my podcast, that's what we talk about is we talk about uh, how to stay healthy in this toxic, polluted world. And, and staying away from medical doctors is certainly a good start. Yeah, so it, your, your website is um, uh, com, correct? Yeah, so in T-H-E-D-R-S, so we abbreviate doctors for my wife and I, thedoctorswolfson.com, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we got the healthyheartshow.com, and um, we're, we're really just trying to take it to the world like you are and you know, make this place a better, uh, you know, make the world a better place for, for my children and everybody else's. That's what we're doing it for. We're doing it for the children. That's who we're looking to, to make an impact on and, you know, the future generations. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, yeah, you know, so, so people, if, if they're, I mean, you're obviously in the States, do you see people outside the States? Do you see people, I mean, you're in Arizona, do you see people in multiple different States? Yeah, no, I mean, people from all over the world either fly out to Arizona or we do uh, phone conversations with people from all over the world. So I've had plenty of patients from the UK and Norway and Korea and Australia, uh, from, uh, uh, from the Middle East, uh, obviously a lot in Canada and from all around the United States. Uh, so, you know, we're definitely seeing all types uh, in in Arizona and by online communications as well. No, awesome. Uh, it's just and just um just for you, just because I want to cut the things I want to touch on. In your opinion, as a cardiologist, soy and and uh, canola oil, uh, or I should say rapeseed oil. First of all, soy. Do you recommend it? Well, you know, it's not even whether or not I recommend soy. It's that you know, is soy paleo food? Their ancestors. Uh, find soybeans and then pick them and make it into, you know, tofu and tofurkey and soy protein powders and all these different things. Our ancestors never ate soy. If they did, it would have been rare that they would come across the actual soybean plant and they would recognize it for all the anti-nutrients it has. And therefore it affects thyroid, it affects uh, gut function, it affects hormones, uh, etc. So, uh, you know, quite, you know, I, I'm not a thousand percent against soy, but if you're going to eat soy, it has to be organic because otherwise it's genetically modified. And the only time I consume soy, and I'm telling you, Ryan, the only time is when I eat fermented soy, and that's yeah. an occasional Japanese food called natto mm -hmm. uh, or miso. And I do those on, on occasion. They're, they're a phenomenal source of vitamin K2, uh, and that's why I would consume those foods always out of glass, always organic. And then your other comment about canola oil. You know, canola oil, you know, once again, it's just a highly processed oil. Omega-6 oil throws the balance of omega-6, omega-3 out of line. Uh, and therefore, I, I, don't, I don't consume it. Certainly, it, it is highly genetically modified. So if you're going to do organic canola, uh, but there, there's just no reason to. There's not enough health value to consuming canola. There is literature that will talk about some of the benefits of canola. But, uh, you know, once again, it's just not something that we need when we have uh, products like olive oil and coconut oil and ghee and grass-fed butter and animal fats 
to cook in instead. Oh yeah, I mean just just top. I mean I I think it's a rancid, terrible rapeseed. You know, I mean it grows anywhere. That's why it's so promoted. They can get but the vegetable oils for years. I mean we haven't talked about ensil keys and the trunnel study. We don't probably have to get get into that. Um, maybe for another time. But um, one of the things I would say when that come out this year, the American Heart Association um, condemning coconut oil, and then. Uh, the other one, um, I can't remember her name, coming out and saying that coconut oil is toxic. Um, what, what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously, there's islands in the South Pacific where all they do is live on coconuts and coconut products and coconut oil, and their health is tremendous. So, you know, that's all just pharmaceutical companies speak, trying to make us sick. That's all government speak, trying to keep us under control, you know, and keeping us sick. Coconut oil is fantastic. It's wonderful. Uh, and we use plenty of it in our, in our household. And, and once again, it's all part of a healthy strategy. So if you're if you're living the healthy lifestyle, coconut oil is part of that healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, it's kind of like when they study, you know, vitamin E supplements and they say, oh, vitamin E causes cancer. Well, you know, in the average, you know, fast food, a cupcake and alcoholic smoker, yeah, it will. But if you take a healthy person uh, and they're following a healthy lifestyle with nutrition, with sunshine, with sleep, all the things that we talk about, and then they take a quality supplements regimen, it'll do, it'll do wonders. Yeah, 100%. And just... Yeah, I'm with you. Everything we talked about here, um, Dr. Wilson. Just, just for uh, anyone else, um, or just anything else you'd like to say to people, like to, to finish on. Well, I mean, what I would you know, always say is the summary statement is that go find a holistic provider, get away from your medical doctor, and go. Go find someone like Ryan, a health coach. Go find a holistic MD or DO or a chiropractor, uh, someone who's practicing natural medicine. That should be your go-to. If you're in the middle of a, you know, a trauma situation, go to an emergency room or trauma center. But if you're looking for prevention, you better find someone who does things that are actually preventive instead of a pill pusher. Statins are not prevention. Aspirin's not prevention. CT scans are not prevention. Mammograms are not prevention. Prevention is done with a healthy lifestyle. Awesome. And your book, The uh, Paleo Cardiologist, you find that on your website and on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's also on the website. Uh, you know, for people around the world, it's probably easier to get it from Amazon and available from them for digital download. But if you're in the uh, the States, certainly, uh, if you're interested in the copy of the book from me, uh, I could use the money more so than Amazon. Amazon's doing pretty well. You know, this, uh, this yeah. holiday season and beyond, uh, feel free to uh, support the Doctors Wolfson and our message. Perfect. Is it on, is it on Audible at all? You know, it is, yes. It's, it's on Amazon on Audible as well. Perfect. Okay. I mean, that's just for me. I know I just, I, I have to, I have to listen. I can't read. I just, I can read, but it take me ages and I just fall asleep. Uh, that's the way I am. I have to listen and I love to, love to listen even when I'm working out and stuff. It's, it's powerful stuff. Um, Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'd love to get your wife on the show. Um, I think she'd be a, a great person to talk to as well. Um, we set that oh, up. she's she's pretty hardcore. She would love to be on your show. Uh, let me know anytime in the future. Perfect. Thank you very much. Take care, my friend. So, people, that was Dr. Jack Wolfson. Awesome interview. So refreshing to see a cardiologist with those points of view. I know we talked about Dr. Joel Kahn on here as well. I've had an, I've had other uh, cardiologists on that, um, or oh, in Dr. Thomas Levy as well. Actually, he's a cardiologist that are all into natural health principles as well. Very very refreshing. Um, so if you want to get uh, Dr. Jack uh, Wolfson's book, you can go to doctor or www. Buy it there rather than through Amazon. That'd be great. Um, and yeah, you can find out more about. I mean, really want to get his wife on, as I said before, and we can talk all about that and his journey and his story is a fascinating one. And this is coming from 
someone who's a board-certified cardiologist talking about the real truth to health and to heart health. And it's so... I mean, it's very brave. You said before, taking <laughs> turning down a million-dollar um, paycheck every year to go and do his own thing, it, it does take a lot of courage, and it does take that stepping outside of of what you're used to, the norm, the comfort zone, and just really you know, having that, it's a big ego check to go, look, well, everything we're doing, I just can't do this anymore. I think it's wrong. I think it's uh, immoral. And that takes a, a, a strong character, a strong human being. And, you know, as I said before, though, his wife had a big influence on that as well, I'm sure, and been pushing him down that rabbit hole. And, um, yeah, no, awesome. So, so, so pleased that people like him are out there helping people get to the truth as well and it's, it's so refreshing when you see a doctor do that because you know still in today's day and age people do put a lot of emphasis onto that word doctor and so when you get people like him like dr jack wilson talking out about the real benefits of of or real benefits of living a holistic lifestyle diet and exercise amongst other things it's just awesome so yeah that was dr jack wolfson definitely be getting him back as well and as i said before getting his wife on uh, as always guys and girls head on over to www.reviveyourself.co for all articles there also go to our shop as i mentioned before without all our products um something like i said before if you haven't got a whole house of water filtration system then i definitely suggest you get one we've got them from aquatair best in the business bar none um they don't want to yeah, distill your water because it just strips out all the nutrients of it uh, of your body after a while. It's one of the things. So these this leaves all the new, like the good minerals in, uh, as well as cleaning it from ninety nine point nine percent of all pathogens. So it's awesome. Um, and as I said before, if you are looking for help with a chronic health issue and you haven't been getting where you want to get, and you're looking for support, uh, you're looking for accountability, you're looking for a program and guidance and a plan and structure then hit me up with a email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we'll book you in for a call to see if and how we can help you. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 